Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton. And today we are talking math. Now don't run away because that's exactly why we need to talk about it. <laughs> yes. And we have brought in the perfect guest to talk about all your math anxiety and you know maybe you love math and then you're going to love this even more because we have Sarah Noseworthy with us here today. Hello, welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm really I say this all the time, but I am excited. <laughs> I love this. Um, so yes, for those people who don't know you already, and why don't you tell us a little bit about your your role in the math world? Sure. Um, well, like you said, Sarah Noseworthy. I have been a certified teacher since two thousand four, um, and I've been teaching in some capacity ever since there. Um, I, I didn't start off as like a lover of math. It wasn't even one of my teachable subjects when I did my education degree. I had a biology major and English minor, so I figured I was gonna teach one of those. But my first teaching job, because I was a science major, science and math are often paired together as a teaching assignment. So I started teaching math and I started loving math and loving teaching math. And I could see really like how important math was to a kid's self-esteem and when they felt like they didn't get it they could be really down on themselves but when they started to get it like that light bulb moment and they would just light up like I got addicted to that I got addicted to like teaching them and, and improving their self-esteem at the same time so yeah I taught in the public school system for a while um, Nova Scotia New Brunswick I was did a year in Australia teaching and uh, I left the public school system in 2014 after having my second child. Just needed, I wasn't planning on leaving forever. I just decided I needed an extended maternity leave for my second one. And you know, just opportunities came, paths went different directions, and I ended up in the private sector. And that turned into building a tutoring business and being the education coordinator for the Moncton Wildcats. And here I am now, just still teaching, but I'm not in the system anymore. That's incredible because, yeah. you know, our, our kids are actually very close to the same ages yes. and um, I wonder if having them and then watching them in the public school system mm -hmm. and them starting to learn grasping math and for me it is trying to wrap my head around new math yes. and the new way well, we of doing things. I was going to say if we could get into that and you could explain it to me that would be swell. We only have 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> Crash course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I will I will come see you in a private session um, but watching your kids also try to pick it up mm -hmm. I'm sure was helpful in like okay so here's what I'm also going to use in my private practice. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. I tutor a lot of my kids' friends. And so I really have an inside view into what is going on in the public school system math classrooms through my own kids, but also through the kids that I tutor. And um, should we talk about the new math thing yes, for a yes. second? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's probably some so, people listening yeah, whose kids are sure. in school yet and they're like, new, yeah. new math. What? <laughs> What's happening with math? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Math is not new. There's no such thing as new math, but the way we're teaching it is very different yes. from how it was taught when we were in public school and when our parents were in public school. So there's a lot of parents, like you are certainly not alone when you see math homework coming home and it looks nothing like what you would have seen when you were a child. And nothing. I totally nothing. get that. The thing about how <laughs> it's much more visual. Yeah. yeah and, and it's getting kids to like play with numbers, break numbers down, see numbers in different ways and to think flexibly about their math not just have them memorize procedures because that's kind of how we were taught right mm -hmm. this is how you add you add these you carry this you 
procedural. And, and that's good for some kids. Some kids will fly with that. But a lot of kids, they, they can follow it for a moment, but then when they don't have an example or they don't have a teacher next to them, they lose track. And they can't then apply a skill to like a problem-solving situation. So what we're doing now is we're trying to not rush to an algorithm or a procedure. We're trying to get kids to think flexibly about math and break down numbers and play with numbers and make it visual. And then they can see why a certain algorithm might work. And that's kind of like a final step. It's like, okay, let's make it efficient now, but you can do it because you've already learned all of the nuts and bolts and all the pieces that show you why that algorithm might work. So math is not new, but the way we're teaching it certainly is mm -hmm. uh, different. Different. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's very effective from yeah. what I've seen because I've watched this with my kids who are now in grades seven and five. Mm -hmm. And at first it was kind of, I, I knew it was out there because I have math teachers in my family, but yeah. I hadn't seen it firsthand. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And I find it hard to follow yes. some of the way yeah. they talk about math, mm -hmm. but then I watch them be able to apply that to these more complicated mm -hmm. questions as they get into them, and they can do math yeah. so much easier in their heads because they understand better yeah. the, those concepts of what they're counting and how they're counting. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I just know how to carry the one. <laughs> exactly. So, like anything beyond that, I'm taking out the calculator because I, oh, yeah, I don't retain it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I did calculus yeah. and I'm like, I, right? I pull out my calculator to do two times two. <laughs> <laughs> that is so common. That is so common. And it's so funny too, like the people in our generation and older who are kind of have an aversion to the new math or like, this is, this is weird. That's almost like proof that the old way of teaching it didn't work because you're so narrow-minded when it comes to math that you can't apply it to like a broader situation so i would just say yeah keep an open mind oh yeah it's, <laughs> I, 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 you clearly do I'm have like, one I'm like, oh yeah. when they when they're asking for help i'm like i know how i would do it but that's not what you've been learning so i'm like okay call your grandfather yeah <laughs> the math teacher yeah yeah yeah, oh, that's funny. yeah. It is, uh, and that's interesting but i think it, it also kind of leads into our conversation today about math anxiety yeah, right because yeah. I was horrible at math, I'll, I'll admit it, it was never my subject, mm -hmm. and my husband is fantastic at math, um, so luckily they've got him backing them up at home, but yeah. uh, he doesn't understand the new math either, and then when I'm sitting there and I'm like, how come I can't figure out what she should be doing in grade four, right. you know what I mean? So anyway, so this is where the yeah. math anxiety comes in for an adult, but then I think I push it off onto my kids too, right? Because I can't understand it. So then I'm like, if it's supposed to be easy, it's not easy for you, it's not easy for me, then we're all worked up about it, yeah. right? It's just like this big cluster. And it yeah. can snowball for sure. Yeah. And it's probably like, maybe some struggles you had when you were younger have like, built up this dialogue in your head that like, I'm not a math person, or math is just not my thing. And that's something that I have a, I have a sign in my classroom that says, how to be a math person, step one do math. <laughs> Step two, be a person. That's all you need to do, right? Everybody is a math person, so I like to demystify the whole idea that you have this math gene or you don't, because we don't think of that about with reading, right? We don't think like, oh, I'm, I'm just not a reading person. I'm just not a writing person. It should be the same with math, but we've kind of gotten used to almost like joking about our math struggles and like laughing about, oh, I'm just not a math person or, you know, but we shouldn't, we should all realize that like we are all capable. Now, the negative experiences and even like math trauma, that's a real thing that you've had growing up 
that's valid and that certainly affects how you see math now and it could really affect how you talk about math around your kids too. So that's something that I, I really push with parents too is totally understand you don't have a happy relationship with math right now. Like, that's not your fault, <laughs> it's valid, but we need to be careful that we're not perpetuating that with our kids too. So just, if you can change the dialogue from like, oh, we're just not math people to, I struggled with math, math was hard for me. And, and you know, that's just my truth, my reality. But I know that I can learn math. I know that if I have the right supports, and if we work hard together, like we can learn this together. So kind of make it like a, we're in this together kind of thing rather than like, ah, we're just not math people. <laughs> so I'll take that out of my vocabulary. <laughs> Please do. yourself up for tutoring yeah. now. Yeah. I really should though. I was just, I was thinking about like, do you ever have parents reach out and be <clears> like, <throat> you know, can we do a group session or can we do a parent session on the new math or <sighs> this idea of like breaking down, like how do we talk about a subject that we didn't mm. love? How do we not pass that on? Yeah, I haven't had parents specifically reach out to me, but we've definitely just had conversations. A lot of my students, parents, and I will have these conversations. And it has gotten me thinking, like, maybe there is a demographic of parents out there that would appreciate some sort of parent and teacher session where we could kind of like debunk, demystify a lot of the stuff that they're doing in elementary math. I'm open to that. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the time me. they get to like middle school, high school, you kind of have to, I feel like you're like, no, no, I'm, I'm leaving you in your teacher's hands. So and if like. they have the tools, like if they've had a, a strong base, then yeah, they have everything they need for middle school math, for sure. I think something that um, I see you doing to help kind of debunk the, the stigma around math is you make it fun. Like you're really, really great on your social media of posting fun videos and doing cool reels about the ways that you're teaching kids math. Can we talk a bit about that? Yes, it, math has to be fun. Okay. No one's going to learn when they're stressed. Like your brain biologically is not going to take in information if you're in an anxious or stressed state. So first and foremost, we have to have fun. So we incorporate a lot of games into all of our math sessions. And yeah, that's something I do like to share online because it's something that's so easy to do at home. Like deck of cards, you have so many options for just learning numbers and uh, doing all your operations, learning place value. Like there's so much out there. Um, yes, math has to be fun and it's a huge part of how I tutor in my studio. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna yeah. say, to make math fun, there's a game called Prime Climb. <gasps> I have it. Yeah. Oh yeah, love it. Mm -hmm. love it. My kids love it. It's all about prime numbers, which I was like having that like flashback anxiety. I'm like, oh, that's why they started to lose me. <laughs> that but that's like, good. Nice, but it was nice, great six this, outcome. But the there. game was yeah. like, yeah, it was like, no, this is in my like watching my like young elementary kids get into this math yeah. game. I'm like, this is crazy. This is a fun board game. Okay, that's interesting. That's a really popular win. Yeah. One. yeah. yeah. There's one that um, my kids will play online. Is it Zorbits? Is that the mm -hmm. online? Is that that's math? Yep. Okay. Yep, that's a math platform. Okay. Mm -hmm. And do we like it? Yeah. Oh, okay. yes, I'm for like, sure. I'm like, yeah. Okay. I know I, my kids it's like not it. something that I've ever assigned as a teacher, okay. but I see my kids using it and they like it. So yeah. if they're having a positive math experience, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the, at least a lot of the Anglophone East schools had um, access to it during during COVID lockdowns yeah. and pandemics and stuff. Yes. That was something that it was like, oh, yeah. the kids can go online and play, mm -hmm. but it's actual like these are real educational games, not just something that someone has slapped the word on necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's legit. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, maybe talk a little bit more about that idea of 
making math fun and and showing how it actually is something that people are using in their daily lives. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was a message we heard a lot as a kid. You know, maybe like especially among yourself, you're like, well, I don't need that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work in an office. I don't. I'm not going to go build buildings. I don't need to know math equations. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a certain amount of truth. Like the higher level math most of us are never going to use it in our everyday life. But the stuff right up through middle school and in high school, like even linear algebra, like linear equations are, are super important in the financial world and just um, making decisions about your finances. It's, it's really good to understand percentages, decimals, how, how to use them, how to even like use your calculator to plug in a percent so that you can figure out what your interest is going to be on your car loan. Like there's I have a, a big series of posters in my classroom that's have you use math today and there's probably two dozen different examples like whether it's um, the rhythm in a dance like when you're reading sheet music there's quarter notes there's whole notes there's half notes um, all the way to like financial math things mm -hmm. um, it's super applicable yes I love showing kids like oh this is like actually math you'll actually use in real life and yeah there's some stuff like I'm working with high school students on um, quadratic equations maybe you won't use this, but you need it to graduate, you need it to get into, you know, physiotherapy programs, so let's just get through this together. And it's okay to acknowledge that all, not all math is going to be applicable in your life, but it's kind of a means to an end at the moment. Well, yeah. and you don't know until you try it. Maybe exactly. Yeah, maybe it is going to be your thing, and you're going to go on yeah. to become a math professor or a math teacher. That's the thing you don't know. And even if it's not a skill that you're going to use, you're still, like, strengthening your brain like you're working out your brain muscles you're making new neural pathway connections in your brain like you're just developing your brain so even if it, that specific knowledge isn't going to come in handy down the road it doesn't matter because you've you've still learned something you've still you know grown your knowledge <laughs> there's another math that they don't tell you you're going to have to use when you become an adult and that is toilet paper math <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this. <laughs> I don't know this one. Working out what the best deal at the grocery oh store is. Oh my goodness. Is. It's on how many rolls are actually in the package and then how many, it, are they oh, little rolls or are they double rolls? Rolls. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And I, it doesn't just apply to toilet paper. It's literally anything oh at the goodness. grocery store. Anything but, yeah. in like a multi-pack. I yeah, used to bring yeah. my middle school class on a, a field trip to the grocery store every year and they would have like kind of like a, a treasure hunt and they had to find unit prices for things and get deals. Like, that's yeah, fantastic. It I is. I, yeah, yeah, I would have found that so useful. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in middle school, but eventually I would have been like, oh, yeah, knows where they told me. They <laughs> 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 They'll remember me one day in the toilet paper aisle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so every teacher wants to be remembered, right? That's yeah. so very <laughs> true. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, SN Learning Studios, because yeah. um, I, I want to know about, about your space and, mm. and how you function. Is it one-on-one, -on -one or can you have a group of kids in there? What's your what's your mm. sessions like? Yes and yes. Okay. So the SN Learning Studio was officially born in the fall of 2021. Um, I had been tutoring privately one-on-one -on -one in my home, in their homes, um, for a couple years leading up to that. I also worked at Riverbend Community School for a little bit, and that kind of is what opened the door to tutoring. I would tutor through their center, and I started just building up more and more tutoring students, tutoring students, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm at my max of what I can do as is right now. And there was just, you know, you know, sometimes like the stars just align. There was a classroom sitting in Riverview at the old Gunningsville School, one room left. 
the building is shared by Riverbend and uh, Eastgate. There was one little room there left, and I was like, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> so I got it. I opened up the studio two years ago, and so I do do groups. Um, I've actually just hired another teacher to help me so that I can make the groups a little bit bigger. Um, but I usually have a four to one student to teacher ratio, or right now what we're doing is two teachers to five, sometimes six students. But they're all within the same kind of age range. So I've got like a group of four or five kids, I've got a group of five, six, a group of six, seven, and a group of high school kids. So yeah, I've got several groups going. I do do some online one-on-one -on -one tutoring. Um, that's all booked up. They're kids who have been with me for five years or plus. So yeah, and I'm, what I'm working on now, because like I, I do want to help more kids, but I only have so much time in a day. Um, I'm working on an online course. So I did launch it in June. It's for grade four and five kids. It's meant to be like a middle school prep math course. So here's all the skills you need to take from elementary school so that you're like ready to roll in middle school. So I launched that in June. It was like a, a beta launch. It wasn't the full course. It was kind of like my first iteration of the course and it's gone well and I'm ready to launch the full course this month. I don't have a date yet, but yeah. <laughs> sometime in November. Okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, and talk a little bit, I know everything will vary, but for price point for people who are mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe tutor, like, I yeah. love tutoring, but it's too much. <laughs> well, how much actually is it? Because yeah. I think people sometimes build up in their heads what they think things are. Yeah, well, I'll be, it, it's not cheap. <laughs> uh, the groups are $50 per session. And then it, it does range from there, like it'll go up, obviously for a one-on-one, -on -one, it depends on the age and uh, the, t the time that we'll be working together. So it goes up from 50. When you say $50 for a session mm -hmm. for the group, is a session one sitting or is that a set of weeks? One sitting, one yeah. Sitting. Okay. yeah. So that's why I did want to do the online course and I want to put more out there in the online space so that people can access for free or for a much lower price point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it, it um, you know, being a parent it is quite obvious when the difference I've, I've had uh, last winter or last school year, I should say, my youngest had an English or a French tutor and the difference was unbelievable. Mm. Like it is so worth the money, parents, if you've ever been on the fence, I assure you, it takes a lot of stress and anxiety off you, but also your child as mm. well. And to see the look on your kid's face when those numbers turn from twos to threes to fours yeah. on the report card, no, no money, doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter the cost at all. Yeah, and like most of the students I have now, I've had for four or five years. And yeah, like uh, it does take a huge stress off for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah I remember going for tutoring in high school for subjects that I was just like, I don't like where my marks are in these. Mm -hmm. Some people might think they're fine, but they're not what I want. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah, tutoring one on one just gives you that extra time to mm -hmm. be like, oh, that was the piece I was missing. Now it clicks, yeah. right? It, it's not necessarily something that you might do forever. It yeah, it doesn't you know. have to be long term. You don't have to commit to a whole year's worth of tutoring. Right. And what you can accomplish one on one or even in a small group with a tutor is, you know, more than you can do in months at school. And that's, you know, no um, disrespect to classroom teachers. Their job is next to impossible. Mm -hmm. I've been there. And I think that's why I got so addicted to te tutoring because I'm like, you're spread so thin in the classroom. And then when I can actually sit one on one or in a small group with kids, you just see them like, improves so much more quickly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, your socials. Where can people find you and start watching these cool videos we were talking about? <laughs> she even incorporates poppets, guys, and we all know how much kids love poppets. <laughs> True. Yeah, there's yeah. Poppets are very versatile. Um, on Instagram, I'm Math Coach Canada. On YouTube, I'm Math Coach Canada. Um, on Facebook, I just have a page for the SN Learning Studio. So if you're like more local, that's where you can find me. But um, anywhere in the world, YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> I um, I think it's amazing. And if you wanted to just start up a whole school and uh, bring in every <laughs> there have been discussions. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I always send my kids to you all day, every day, and gotta get things moving in the right direction. I know that sometimes uh, for parents, seeing a tutor might um, they, there might be a stigma behind it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like yeah. my kid doesn't need a tutor, or my kid needs a tutor, mm -hmm. but I don't want people to know they're being tutored. No, no. Get your kids tutoring tutors. Tutoring is cool. Tutoring is super cool. Tutoring cool. at the SN Learning Studio is very cool and very <laughs> fun. Well, especially then because you're going into a classroom. You're going yeah. into a school. And it's the group just, setting also yeah. makes it feel a little more fun. Like, I have kids that are like, Mom, I, I don't want to go to hockey tonight. I want to go to math. No, no lie. No, no lie. <laughs> she also is yeah. the tutor of the Wildcats, so <laughs> maybe it's the Wildcats. They're like, I'll maybe. just stay with Sarah today. Yeah, yeah that's going to get in me in further in my hockey career. Maybe. Though, this practice. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot connect you that way. No, no, definitely not. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you being here and changing my lingo around math as well. Perfect. I know that I will not be saying those things to my children awesome. any longer. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sarah. And thank you all for watching and listening. We'll be back next week. <laughs>